Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Comedy podcast. Welcome to episode fifty-six of season four of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. One of the first radio comedy shows that was created with the intention of attracting a teenage audience, Archie Andrews was based on the successful comic strip and ran from 1943 to 1953. Betty, Jughead, Veronica, Reggie, and of course Archie all cracked up audiences of both teens and adults every week with their adventures in the fictional town of Riverdale. Archie's parents and the dreaded Mester Weatherby, the high school principal, also appeared. When the Robertsons, an American family, inherited an English butler along with a valuable set of silver tea service from a distant relative, it set the stage for all sorts of culture clashing and chaos in the radio sitcom It's Higgins, Sir. Harry McNaughton played the title character, who struggles to get used to the strange and laid-back typical American family mannerisms in daily life. It also stars Vinton Hayworth, Peggy Allenby, Charles Neville, Denise Alexander, and Pat Hosley. Despite the show's unique and hilarious premise, it only ran for a few episodes in the summer of 1951 as a temporary replacement for The Bob Hope Show. Now sit back and enjoy the November 20th, 1948 broadcast of Archie Andrews and the September 4th, 1951 broadcast of It's Higgins, Sir. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sunday afternoon, as we look in on the Andrews home, we find Mr. Andrews standing in the front hallway, and judging by the way he's all dressed up in his Sunday best, the Andrews are about to go someplace. <sighs> Mary, are you ready? Yes, dear, I'm all set. Are you? Yes, dear, I've been waiting here already for five minutes. Oh, I'm sorry I kept you waiting, dear. And Fred? Yes, dear? I think eating our Sunday dinner out is a wonderful idea. Oh, it's nothing, Mary, Nothing. You're certainly entitled to one day off after cooking and washing dishes all week. <laughs> yes, dear, but I still appreciate your suggesting. Well, it's quite all right, dear. I'm glad to do it for you. But come on, let's go. I'm starved. Yes, dear, I'm... Oh, dear, I almost forgot. Forgot? Forgot what? Where's Archie? Why, he's... Oh, good grief. Well, where is he? I thought he was waiting down here with you. Oh, well, he isn't. Archie! Archie! Yes, sir? Where the dickens are you? Combing my hair. Oh, all right. Like, Archie, your mother and I are ready to go out. Would you mind hurrying? I'm hungry. She was sure, Dad. Be right there. All right. Now, you know, that boy is the slowest boy I... Oh, fine. Oh, now, who can that be? Hello? Yes? Who's this? Uncle Joe. What? Well, Uncle Joe, how are you? Oh, fine. What does he want? And how's Margaret? Good. And the twins? Good. Oh, I'm just fine, Uncle Joe. Yes, Fred's fine, too. Yes, Archie's fine, too. Glad we got that settled. Uh, but what's new, Uncle Joe? We haven't seen you since you had dinner here a year ago. Uh, what? What? You are? The whole family? Uh, why, yes. Yes, by all means. 
Of course. Yes. Uh, all right, Uncle Joe. Goodbye, Uncle Joe. Now, whatever made that old chiseler call now of all times? Fred, he said it's been so long since they've been here. Seems like yesterday. That he's bringing the family over for a visit. Good. The less I see of them, the... the what? <laughs> bringing them here? Here, yes. But now? This afternoon? Yes, they're leaving right away. Oh, good grief. Mary. And Mary, maybe if we hurry, we can get downtown to the restaurant, get our dinner, and be back before they get here. I... But Fred, we can't. They're coming here for dinner. Yes, I know. That's why we... Well, here for dinner... Uncle Joe and Aunt Margaret are having dinner here. Of course. You can't let them sit here all Sunday afternoon without offering them dinner. Oh, no, ma'am. Why didn't you tell them we were going out for dinner? I couldn't, Fred. He told me they were all coming over, and that's all there was to it. Oh, good grief. Mary, well, I can't. Yes, Archie. Mary, Joe. I... Mary, oh, I... sure I... am hungry. Archie, I'm trying to talk to your mother. Do you mind? Yes, no, Dad, but I thought you were in a hurry to go out for dinner. Archie, I was in a hurry, but it now seems that we're having your Uncle Joe for dinner. She was, who can eat him? <laughs> Archie, we are not going to eat him. We are going to entertain him. You mean he's coming here? Yes, with Aunt Margaret and the twins. Oh, boy. Oh, Mary, isn't there any way we can get out of this? Fred, not now. You can't insult relatives like that. Well, what are you going to feed them? You haven't got a thing ready. I know, dear, I know, but I guess I can get something ready. Um, I can make some vegetable soup, and, um, luckily I have a good size, a uh, good-sized steak in the icebox. But Uncle Joe eats like a wolf that just come off an 18-day diet. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'll make a lot of potatoes, and... Oh, dear. What's the matter? I just remembered, last night at supper, I noticed we have only three or four potatoes left. Oh, fine. That'll be enough for Uncle Joe, but what's everybody else going to eat? Oh, Fred, Uncle Joe doesn't eat that much. But we do need some more potatoes. Archie, you run over to Jughead's house and borrow some potatoes. But, Mom, I wanted to eat out. I'm starved now, and I Archie, don't want to run... we are out. not having dinner out, so you might as well get used to the idea. Oh, unexpected company is unexpected company. Now, run over to Jughead's house and borrow some potatoes. We'll eat as soon as Uncle Joe and Aunt Margaret get here. She was okay, Mom. But I don't know how people have the nerve to invite themselves places like that. <sighs> now, Fred, we have no time to spare... So I want you to help me. Oh, now, don't worry, dear. Just tell me what you want me to do. Well, uh, we better get the dinner started right away. You go get the steak out of the icebox, mm -hmm. and uh, I'll get the vegetables. Uh, oh, dear. Now what? Look what I just found in the cupboard. A five-pound bag of potatoes. Good. That's just what we need. <laughs> potatoes. Oh, no, Mary. Uh-huh. But we just sent Archie over to Jughead's house to borrow some potatoes. I know it, dear. Maybe you can still catch him. No, not a chance. He's halfway over to Jughead's house by now. Oh, well, we certainly are off to a bad start. Oh, now, 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 don't worry, dear. I'm here to help you. And when Archie gets back, he'll help, too. Yes, dear, I know. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Just when I was expecting to have a fancy dinner in a restaurant, we gotta get company. I gotta go borrowing potatoes. Fine thing. I sure hope Jughead has some he can lend us. I don't want to. He was high, Archie. What are you doing here? Oh, hiya, Jughead. I came over to ask a very important favor. Can you lend me some potatoes? Huh? Potatoes, Jug. We're having some unexpected company for dinner, and Mom needs some potatoes. Has your mother got any that she can spare? Gee, I don't know. Well, ask her. I can't. Why not? She isn't home. Isn't home? On a Sunday afternoon? Doug, what are you going to do for dinner? Oh, we had dinner half an hour ago. Then my mother and father went to Newton Center to visit my aunt, but I stayed home. Oh, I see. Well, do you know if your mother has any potatoes that she could spare? Sure she has. Come on in. Oh, gee whiz, that's swell. Oh, we always have lots of potatoes around the house. If there's one thing we like in this house, it's potatoes. Yes, sir, that's our favorite dish, potatoes. Yes, sir, I can give you all the potatoes you want. Only one thing. Yes. I don't know where they are. Don't know where they are. Jughead, do you mean to say you don't know where your mother keeps the potatoes? No. Do you know where your mother keeps the potatoes? Why, of course I do. Sure I do. Certainly I do. Right in the... Hmm. Come to think of it, I don't know. See, I told you. Hey, I know where they must be. Where? The same place my mother keeps all the vegetables. Where's that? In the vegetable compartment in the refrigerator. Gee, maybe you're right. Sure, that's just where they are. Now, let me see Oranges, lemons, garlic, apples, pears, lettuce, cabbage, spinach... Judge, never mind the menu. Just find the potatoes. I'm looking, I'm looking. Cauliflower, watercress, celery, parsley, tomatoes. 
She was no potatoes. Oh, fine. Judge, you mean to say your mother keeps half a vegetable store in there and no potatoes? It looks like it. Hey, I know just where they are. Where? In the pantry. The pantry? Oh, gee, we're sure. I bet that's where they are. Sure, that's where everybody keeps potatoes. Sure, potatoes don't need to be kept in a refrigerator. Sure. Now, let's see now. Uh, coffee, tea, sugar, salt, pepper, gelatin, soup, cereal, cinnamon, cocoa, coconut, maple syrup, chocolate syrup. Potatoes, Jug, potatoes. I'm looking, I'm looking. Chocolate pudding, salmon, tuna fish, sardines, herring, shortening, I... yeast, olives, cherries, I... and nuts. Gee whiz. No potatoes. Oh, fine. Jughead, do you mean to say in that young grocery store you got in there, there isn't a single potato? Not even a potato chip? <laughs> oh, great. Jughead, I got it. Hey, get I some... know. Huh? I bet the potatoes are down in the basement. The basement? Sure. Lots of time Mom has a delivery boy leave the heavy stuff down the basement because we don't have enough room up here. Sometimes she buys potatoes in a 50-pound bag. 50 pounds? Yeah. Gee whiz, Jug, you ought to be able to spare a pound or two if your mom buys 50 pounds of potatoes at one time. Sure. Now, let's see. Soda bottles, ash cans, tin cans, old magazines, newspapers, charcoal, laundry baskets, soap, bleach, starch. Jug, I'm in a hurry. I'm looking I'm looking, Archie, I'm looking. Clothes, pins, wash, butch, club, bucket, cold, but... shovel, screen, comic, lawnmower, grassy, paint, and roller skate. <laughs> no potatoes. Yes, Jug, I could tell. She was... I bet I know where they are. Where? On the back porch. The back porch? Sure. Mom keeps lots of stuff out on the back porch, especially in the wintertime. I'm sure that's just... Jughead. Huh? Jug, if it's all the same to you, I think I'll just run over to Betty's house and borrow some potatoes from her. Something tells me it'll save time. <laughs> Dear, shall I put it on the broiler? No, not till I season it, Fred. Uh, you start cutting up those string beans and uh, hand me that onion and the knife, please. Oh, all right. Candy, yeah. Uh. Thank you. I wish Archie would get back here. Oh, he'll be back any minute, dear. Uh, I hope so. We don't have any time to spare. Well, Joe will probably be here before we're ready. Oh, now, Mary, take it easy. Don't get so upset. Upset? Who's upset? Well, you are. You sound like you're going to burst out into tears any moment. Oh, Fred, don't be silly. It's the onions. Well, now, you shouldn't worry about the onions. You mean that's what's making you cry? Of course, onions always do that. Oh, fine. And here I thought you were... Uh... Oh, dear. Fred, can that be Uncle Joe already? I don't know. I'd better go see. Fred, you finished cutting that onion, huh? All right, dear, I will. Oh, never know my day. See that thing like this. Hello. Oh, for pity's sake, Jughead. What are you doing here? She was, are you crying, Miss Sanders? Yes, Jughead, but... Did you have an argument with Miss Sanders or something? No, Did Jughead. Did he beat you? Jughead. Why, the beat? Striking the board of principles. Jughead. Go cry, Mrs. Sanders. Everything will be all right. Jughead. Here's my handkerchief. Jughead, will I won't let him hit you anymore. Jughead. Mr. Andrews did not hit me. Mary, who was that at the door? Huh? Oh, I get it now. You hit him. Yes, Jughead. I probably had. I did not. You deserve what? You can't. Who's the cat? You should be ashamed of yourself. Jughead, will you please listen for just one second? Nobody has anybody, and nobody is fighting with anybody. Mr. Andrews and I are crying because we're peeling onions. Peeling onions? Yes, peeling onions. I mean... Peeling onions. Gee whiz, is that all? I thought you were fighting. Well, we're sorry to disappoint you, Jughead, but we were not. Uh, Jughead, what are you doing here, anyway? Well, Archie was over at my house a few minutes ago for potatoes, and I couldn't find any. But after he left, I found them, so I brought them over in his bag. Oh, fine. Well, Jughead, as long as you're here, we'll put you to work. Okay, Mrs. Andrews. I'm awful sorry about thinking you were Mrs. Andrews fighting. Now, Jughead, that's quite all right. I know you must feel embarrassed, but there's nothing to start crying about. Oh, I'm not crying, Mrs. Andrews. It's... Those onions, Miss Francis, are still holding. Gee whiz, I sure hope Betty can lend me some potatoes. That jughead looked all over the house and then couldn't find a single... Why, Archie, hello. Hello, Betty. I came over to ask a favor. Oh, of course, 
Sarkey, but you know I'm awfully glad to see you. You are? Uh Uh-huh, I certainly am. Why? Well, my mother just started making dinner. Yes. And we're having a wonderful dinner. Shrimp cocktail first with ketchup. Do you like shrimps with ketchup or lemon? Uh, Ketchup, but Betty, why? Oh, I do, too. And then we're having soup. Beef bouillon. Do you like beef bouillon? Oh, yes, Betty, but I'm in a little hurry now. And and after that, we're having roast beef. Mmm, I love roast beef. Yeah, me too, And my mother makes the best roast beef in the world. Yes, Betty, but would you get to the... And then for dessert, guess what? Oh, I give up. Homemade apple pie with ice cream. Oh, isn't that dreamy? (sighs) Yes, Betty, very dreamy. And that sounds like a very fine dinner. But would you mind telling me why you're so glad to see me so I can tell you why I came over here in the first place? Oh, of course, Archie. I was just getting to that. The reason I'm glad to see you is that I was just talking about you. You are? Uh-huh. You see, my mother just ran out of potatoes, and she wanted me to go over to your house to borrow some. Archie, did I say something wrong? <laughs> Now we have everything on the stove. Yes, yes. Ah, you see? We'll be ready in no time. Well, we're still a long way from ready, dear, but so far, so good. Now, I want you and Jughead to stay right here and watch things while I go out and set the table. All right, dear. That's easy. Yeah, easy as pie. Now, remember, the soup's in the pressure cooker, and the steak's in the oven, and the potatoes are in that pot, and uh, these are the string beans, right? Yes, dear, I know. I now, know. be sure nothing boils over or burns. Don't worry, dear. We'll watch it. You just go right ahead and set the table. All right, and if Archie ever gets back here, send him off to help me. Yes, dear, I will. I will. <sighs> well, Jughead, we might just as well sit down. We can watch this just as well sitting down as standing. Huh. Now what? Chris, and maybe Uncle Joe can you answer the door? All right, Mary, I will. Well, Jughead, you keep an eye on things here. Okay, Miss Andrews. And for goodness sake, Jughead, don't let anything burn. I won't, Miss Andrews. It was the way Mr. Andrews talked, you'd think I was dumb. He was, maybe I am. Well, I'll show him I can watch a few things cooking on a stove. Hair of gold, eyes of blue, lips like cherry wine. The prettiest gal I ever knew, I'm gonna make her mine. Oh, hair of gold, eyes of blue, lips like cherry wine. Prettiest gal ever knew I'm gonna... What's that noise? See the soup in the pressure cooker. Well, maybe it's supposed to make that noise. Hair of gold, eyes of blue, lips like cherry wine. Prettiest gal ever knew I'm gonna make... I never heard one make that much noise before. Maybe it needs more water. I'll open it and see. Just lift this gadget here. I'll turn the pot cover this way. Oh, boy, it exploded. It's stupid all over the ceiling. I'll watch it. Betty, I don't know what we're going to do with all these potatoes, but we certainly can use your help. Oh, I'll be glad to help, Mr. Andrews. Good. I... Hmm. That's funny. What's funny? Can it possibly be raining in here? Raining? Yeah, I just felt a few drops on my neck. Oh, good grief. Look. Look, it is raining. Look at that ceiling. Oh, but Mr. Andrews, it can't be raining. The sun's shining outside. Something's leaking upstairs. That ceiling is sopping wet. Excuse me, Mr. Andrews. We've broken the water pipe. Mr. Andrews. The bathroom must be flooded. Mr. Andrews. The whole ceiling may come down. Mr. Andrews, I think it's soup. Of course it is. That's what I've been saying. It's soup. Betty, what soup? That stuff dripping off the ceiling. Now, Betty, how would soup get on a ceiling and... Well, what do you know? It is soup. Hmm. Golly. Vegetable soup. Yum. But who ever heard of a ceiling leaking soup? I... Did you ever do anything as stupid as opening a pressure cooker while it was steaming? He was... I didn't know, Mrs. Andrews. Pressure cooker? Mary, did you say pressure cooker? Yes, I said pressure cooker. Jughead exploded the soup all over the place. Oh, so that's how the soup got on the ceiling. Well, and all the time I thought we busted the water pipe. Fred, I don't <laughs> think... But it was soup. Fred, <laughs> the I... The funniest thing I ever heard of. <laughs> soup all over the ceiling. <laughs> Fred, the soup was all over the ceiling. It's now all over your best soup. Yes, I know. And whoever heard of getting soup all over your 
Never mind. Let's go. Oh, no. Oh, Mary, just look at this suit. Oh, don't worry, Mr. Andrews. On you, it looks good. Drug head, you... Fred, put that Brown. pressure cooker down. Boy, if I don't find some potatoes quick, Dad's gonna boil me instead. I sure hope Veronica's got some. I never knew it could be so hard to borrow a few measly potatoes. Just a few measly... Why, oh, gee, hello. <laughs> Hi, y'all, Archerton. <laughs> it's also nice to see y'all, Archie. See ya. Gee, nice to see you too, Veronica. But, Veronica, there's something I have to ask you. Oh, really? And, well, I, I don't know exactly how to say it. Well, maybe I can help you ask me. Huh? First come in, Archie, and close the door. But what's that got to do with what I want? See? Now, put your arms around me. But, Veronica, I... I just don't want you to be bashful. Now, go ahead. Put your arms around me. Well, okay. Now, hold me tight. Well, okay. And look me in the eyes. Okay. Now, just what did you want to ask me? Well, do you... That is, would you... Go ahead, Archie. What do you want? Potatoes. Yes, uh, potatoes, a pound of potatoes. Is that what you want to ask me for? Uh-huh. Well, my Uncle Joe's coming to dinner, and he eats so much, we need more potatoes. Archie Andrews, it so happens we have a barrel of potatoes. Big ones, small ones, and medium-sized ones. But I wouldn't give you a potato if you hadn't eaten for a week. Good, I haven't... Uh huh? She would now, what did I say? There's but, no point fretting and fuming about that suit. It was an accident, and accidents will happen. Yes, dear, I know. But why do they all have to happen to me? That's what I want to know. Why do Fred, they? for the last time, forget it. We don't have time to argue with Jughead now. No. Uncle Joe and Aunt Margaret will be here any minute, and I don't have the table set yet. So for pity's sake, go upstairs and change your suit before they get here. Oh, me, all right, dear, all right. I'll go change my suit. But after this is over, I want to have a long talk with that jughead. Oh, pay no attention, Mr. Andrews, children. He'll forget all about it in no time. I hope so. But golly, Mrs. Andrews, what about the ceiling? It's still all covered with soup. Oh, Betty, we don't have time to worry about the ceiling now. It stopped dripping, and that's all that matters. Now, I want to finish setting the table, so will you and Jughead please watch these things on the stove? Oh, sure, Mrs. Andrews, we will. All right, uh, those string beans should be about done now, and you can take them off the flame. But uh, leave them in the pot so they'll stay warm. Oh, all right, Mrs. Andrews. And Jughead, try not to explode anything else. Yes, Mrs. Andrews. Ouch, this pot is hot. Hand me that kitchen towel, Jug. Oh, here you are. Thanks, I'll just hold this pot of string beans over here. There we are. Now, oh, Mom, Mom, I didn't get any... Well, gee, was Betty and Jughead. Oh, I... Hi. What are you two doing here? Well, after you left, I found some potatoes, so I brought them over. <laughs> Me too. Oh, great. You mean I've been running all over town for potatoes, and you had some here all the time? Uh-huh. Oh, fine. But where's Mom and Dad? Well, your father had to go change his suit, and your mother's setting the table in the dining room. Well, I'm glad everything's under control anyway. I... I... She went. What's the matter? What smells? I don't smell anything. Quit looking at me. Jughead, I'm not looking at you, but I tell you, something smells funny. Like something burning. But, Archie, nothing's burning. Your mother just looked at the steak and the potatoes and... <gasps> oh, golly, the towel! She was it burning. Oh, boy! Oh, one corner of the towel is on fire! She was just quick, quick. Grab the towel and throw it in the sink. I'll burn my hand. No, you won't throw it right across the room. Okay, look out. There. Atta boy, Jug, it's... Oh, boy! 
jug it landed on the curtain. Darling, you as I missed the sink. Oh, boy, the curtains are burning, too. Quick, throw some water on them. How? You, you can't get near the sink. Oh, darling. You as well as we do. Why the Venetian blinds are oh. going to catch on fire. Oh, boy, Judge, Judge, quick, quick. Judge, Judge, go out the back door there and, and get the garden hose. Judge, Judge, quick. I, I was washing the car with it this morning. Get out. Okay, Hurry up, Judge. Oh, golly. Calm down, Betty, calm down. Judge will have the hose in a second. I'll... Oh, goodness, what's I... going on here? Veronica, what are you doing here? I came over to apologize for losing my temper. Hey, but who started that fire? Never mind, Veronica, but you better not stand near that door because Judge Lyle is... Stand back, everyone! Stand back! Oh, Judge, you're still getting me all wet! Stand back, everyone! Stand back! Judge, put it on the fire! You're getting me all wet! Out of my way, everyone! Out of my way! Judge, turn it around! Oh, how'd that fire start? Judge, put the hose on the oh, fire. What's going on here, anyway? I... You now! Now, I'm getting all wet. Judge, had turned the hose the other I way. Can you can stop it, please. Veronica, I... Mary, don't. Betty, will you... Look, That's better. Now listen to me, all of you. This nonsense has gone far enough. Too far, in fact. Yes, Miss Andrews. Yes, dear. Yes, Dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, that fire is out. So Jughead, get that hose that dickens out of here before we float away. Okay, Miss Andrews, okay. Oh, all right. Now, I have never in all my days seen such goings on. Just because we happen to get a phone call that we're getting some unexpected company for dinner, what happens? Everybody gets all excited. Everybody starts running around, exploding soup on the ceiling, starting fires, bringing in garden hoses, and generally acting like... The water's turned off. Like the water's turned off. But no! Just had be quiet. She was, what did I say? Too much. Now listen to me. If you girls are too wet to go home that way, go upstairs, borrow some dry clothes from Mrs. Andrews' closet, and then go home. Because we are expecting company any minute. And I still intend to sit down to a peaceful dinner, even if we don't have any soup, even if the kitchen is all wet, and even if the curtains are burned. Yes, Miss Andrews. And Jughead, the same goes for you. Yes, Mr. Andrews. All right. Now, Archie, get a mop and get... Oh, good grief. That's probably Uncle Joe and Aunt Margaret now. Oh, dear. Fred, what'll we do? Now, 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 Mary, there's nothing to get excited about. They'll understand that we had a little accident. Well, Besides, all they have to do is wait in the living room a few minutes until we get the kitchen cleaned up. Then we can have dinner just as if nothing had happened. Sure, Mom. All right, yeah. dear. Now, 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 try smiling, you two. And quit looking like the world had come to an end. <laughs> yes, dear. Well, hello there, folks. <laughs> well, well, Uncle Joe and Aunt Margaret. <laughs> How are you folks? <laughs> well, dear, you got here right in time for Dinner? Dinner? Did you say dinner? Yes, sir. A steak dinner and all that. But, Fred, there must be some mistake. We had just finished dinner when I called you. Just finished it? You mean... Oh, no! Turn Archie and the Andrews family in just a moment. Meanwhile, a word to you parents. It's a proud day for moms and dads when their children graduate from college. College. Imagine. Some parents may be pardoned for being proud of themselves as well as of their children. And I mean the mothers and fathers who, ten or so years ago, were wondering how in the world they'd ever get the money together for college tuition. And the point is, they did it with the help of government bonds. Today, we call them savings bonds. Yes, sir, four for every three you put in in only ten years. Savings bonds, as fine a way to save these days as it ever was. The way to buy them and buy them regularly is through the payroll savings plan where you work. This is an automatic, sure plan for saving in savings bonds. Just a little every payday, and in only ten years, you too may be the proud parents of a college graduate. Give it some thought, good people. Then you'll find many a good reason why you too should join the payroll savings plan. Thank you. 
And now, back to the Andrews. It's later that day, Uncle Joe and Aunt Margaret and the twins have come and gone, and peace and quiet have finally returned to the Andrews home. Oh. Mary, I have never seen such a day as this. Oh, neither have I, dear. Oh, me too. I... Oh, oh fine. I'll get her. Gee, I still can't understand how it all happened. Neither can I, Archie. But it's over and done with, so let's just forget the whole thing. The less I hear about Sunday dinner, the better I'll like it. Me too. I've heard... Oh, ju- dear. Well, Mary, what now? Fred, that was Prunella Jenkins. Well, what did she want? She wanted to know why we never showed up for dinner. She invited us over to her house, and I forgot all about it. Oh, no. Oh, my God. to another chapter of The Adventures of Archie Andrews, written by Carl Jampel and based on the copyrighted feature appearing in Archie Comics magazine. Archie was played by Bob Hastings, Jughead by Harlan Stone. Mom and Dad Andrews are played by Alice Sherman and Arthur Cole, Veronica and Betty by Rosemary Rice and Yvonne Mann. This program is produced and directed by Kenneth McGregor. Listen next Saturday for more of The Merry Adventures of Archie Andrews. This is Bob Sherry wishing you all a very pleasant weekend. So long. <laughs> Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. There's no mister. It's just Higgins, sir. National Broadcasting Company presents a new comedy series, It's Higgins, Sir, created and transcribed by Paul Harrison, and starring Harry McNaughton as Higgins. (laughs) Today is Saturday, and Mr. Roberts has a half day off. Mrs. Roberts is preparing a big surprise for him when he comes home. Mrs. Roberts is getting everything ready for that great American institution, the family picnic. And Mr. Roberts, well, he's planning a big surprise for the family, too. Let's join Higgins the butler now as he supervises the packing of the picnic basket. Uh, yes, Miss Deborah. Are you sure we've got enough pickles? Miss Deborah, we're taking this huge jar full of pickles. I said, look at them in there, like little torpedoes. <laughs> Eating pickles is submarine warfare. Sighted stomach and sank same. Ah, <laughs> oh, Higgins, they're, they're delicious. Pickles are the best part of a picnic. Only if your stomach is lined with a fire brick. <clears throat> you ate too many at the last picnic, Tommy. A whole bottle all by yourself. You got sick. You ate a whole bottle of pickles by yourself, and you only got sick? My word, I would have been embalmed. <laughs> How's everything coming, Higgins? Oh, just fine, Mrs. Roberts. The fried chicken is all packed. I do hope the chicken will be good. It looked very tasty, madam, but it seemed to be a very unusual bird. What do you mean, Higgins? I'm sure you noticed it when you cooked it, madam, but it came as a great shock to me. What? It has six legs and eight wings. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I should have told you. I bought an extra package of frozen wings and legs. One chicken wasn't really enough. Oh, my word, you Americans are ingenious. Imagine making spare parts for chickens. 
pigeons. They put different parts in different packages and sell them. Oh, I see. I see. Well, I'm certain of one thing. They'd never find a market for the part I always got as a child. <laughs> Would you put in these six tuna fish sandwiches? Nancy made them for Pudgy. Yes, ma'am. Apparently, he loves tuna fish. Mm-hmm. No wonder. Nancy's boyfriend, Pudgy, looks like a tuna fish. <laughs> now, you mustn't say things like that, Debbie. I'm sorry, Mom. Nancy invited Pudgy with my permission. Now, let's see. Milk, chicken, chocolate cake, sandwiches. I'm home, you Where is everybody? We're in the kitchen, dear. Oh, well, come on into the living room. I got a surprise for you. And we've got a surprise for you. Oh, yeah, dear, yeah. Really? What is it? You tell your surprise first. Oh, no, you tell yours first. I can wait. You tell yours. No, you tell yours. Oh, come on. Somebody tell something. Oh, Philip, tell your surprise. You're acting just like a man. And you're acting just like a woman. This is what I like about Americans. They're so frank about this sort of thing. (laughs) If you both told your surprise at the same time, would that help? Oh, what a charming idea, Miss Deborah. You're a diplomat. A girl can't be a diplomat. Very well, Master Thomas. Miss Deborah is a diplomatress. <laughs> Dipl- oh, my word. What did I do to the King's English? Well, the idea's all right with me. And with me. I'll count three. Now, don't prompt me, anyone. One, two, three. We're, We're going, going to the ballgame. What? What? What'd you say, Pop? I couldn't hear either. Ballgame. I caught it this time. We're going to the ball, Nick. I mean... <laughs> We'll have a pick game. I, oh, dear, how confusing. Why, Pop, you've got tickets to the ball game for all of us. Oh, my. Uh-huh. I got six box seats. But we plan to go on a picnic, dear. Yes, sir, we'd all look forward to the picnic. Oh, Higgins, how could you choose between a ball game and a picnic? You don't even know what a ball game is. Oh, but you're wrong, sir. Sir Reginald Robertson explained the American sport of baseball to me. Very simple. I, I believe, sir, there are two teams. That's right. Go on. The two teams are made up of nine players on one side and three umpires on the other. <laughs> then a tremendous fight starts and goes on for nine rounds. <laughs> Sir Reginald must have been talking about the Brooklyn Dodgers. Now, can we have a discussion about going to the ball game? Why don't we take a vote, Pop? That'll make it all fair and democratic. That's uh, a good idea, Tommy. We'll take a vote. I'd like to go on a picnic. I vote for the ball game. Ball game for me. Me too. Well, what about Nancy? She's out in the kitchen. Nancy, which would you prefer, going to the ball game or the picnic? Picnic! She's invited Pudgy to the picnic. He couldn't go to the ball game with us. How did Pudgy get into this discussion? He's represented here by six tuna fish sandwiches in the picnic basket. (laughs) Six tuna fish sandwiches? Since when did old fish eye turn cannibal? (laughs) Please, Philip. Well, all right. That's three for the ball game and two for the picnic. She will, Pop. Got to give Higgins a vote. Yeah, that's democracy. That's the way we do it in America. Okay, we'll do it that way, just the way it's done in this country. Higgins, how are you going to vote? For the picnic, sir. What? <laughs> that makes the vote a tie, dear. Three to three. Oh, no, it isn't. You wanted this done the democratic way, the way things are done in this country. Precisely, sir. Higgins can't vote. He's an alien. <laughs> Everybody, here, here are our seats. Come on. Isn't this rather close, Phyllis? Boy, we're right behind home plate. Yeah, we can hear what the banners say to the umpire. Hey, hurry up with the picnic basket, Higgins. I'm hungry. I'm coming as fast as I can, Master Thomas. The basket is rather awkward, you know. I beg your pardon, sir, passing through. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, let's have some service over here. You. Me, sir? Are you addressing me? Ooh, we get a load of you. Hey, what's with that outfit? The derby, the striped pants, you look real formal. I suppose your dogs will be wearing tails, eh? <laughs> My dog's wearing tails? What do yours wear back there, mittens? <laughs> okay, okay, get off it, get off it. All I want from you is a dog. I don't happen to have a dog with me, but I'll be very happy to bark for you. Okay, don't boil over. All I want is a dog. A dog? You want one with blue eyes or brown eyes? Look, 
I'm an American citizen. Yes? You're running around with a basket selling hot dogs. That's all I want, a hot dog. Now, come on, tell me something. What, are you intolerant or something? Anti-people? This happened, sir, to be food for a picnic I'm carrying. Okay, give something. I'm starving, so it's for a picnic. I'll furnish my own eggs. Hey, uh, what, what's going on here? Hey, hey, you this guy's boss? Yes, I am. Well, I got a complaint. He's tantalizing me. He's got food in that basket. I can smell it. We're not selling this food. It's for my family, and this man is my butler. Yeah, but I... Butler? He's your butler? A butler at a ball game? Oh, wait till DeRosia hears this. A butler? Oh, laddie, daddie, dee, da-da. Would you, uh, would you like me to strangle him, sir? Or shall I beat him to death with a pickle? Yep, <laughs> The game's ready to start. Come on. So long, butler. If anybody hits a foul ball your way, catch it in your baby. <laughs> Boy, let's get that basket open. I'm hungry. Is the ball game going to start, too? Uh, yes, any, any minute now, dear. Now, now, Higgins, you see, the visiting team is leading the league, and the home team is at the bottom. Yes. Boy, leading the league is right. Those eagles are sure hot. Hot eagles and hot dogs? My word, are the new cold animals in this country? <laughs> Higgins, the eagles are a ball team. Yes, the sir. other one, the mudlarks, have been in the cellar so long, they have the bends. Cellar, the mudlarks are in the cellar. What are they doing down there, sir? Hatching goose eggs. <laughs> mudlarks in the cellar trying to hatch goose eggs, but that's silly. Mudlarks are very small birds. They slide off the goose eggs. <laughs> Higgins, just watch for a while, will you? I'll explain as we go along. Where's Nancy, dear? She's looking for Pudgy. He was going to try to get into the bleachers and then come over here. Oh, they're ready to start, Pop! Hey, here's the first pitch of the Eagle leadoff, man. Ah, he did it. He hit the first pitch. Oh, that's too bad, sir. He was supposed to hit it. That's the game. Oh, good. Well, that's that. Let's go home. <laughs> Sit down, Higgins. Here's the second batter, Pop. I would. That chap behind the batsman had better be careful. You know, he could get hit by that stick while he's wearing armor, an iron mask, and that mattress on his chest. Where's that stuff so he won't get hit? Oh, I see. He's a coward. Pass me another pickle, Debbie. Here, the count three and two. Here's the pickle. I don't want a pickle. Here you are, Elizabeth. Oh, that's not for me. Here you are, Higgins. Me? Eat one of those? Those little time bombs? <laughs> oh, here are, Master Thomas. Oh, gee, thanks. Hey, look at my pickle. Fingerprints all over it. Be quiet, Tommy. Here's the three and two pitch. Oh, foul ball. A foul ball, sir. Oh, we're back with those birds again. You know, I'd like to catch a foul ball. If you get one, you can keep it. Oh, really? How wonderful. Very generous. What could you do with it? Oh, another foul ball. Hey, it's coming this way, duck. I'll catch it in my derby. Just sit down, Higgins. Duck. We're behind the screen. Yeah, but the screen's got a hole in it. Look out, Higgins. I'll get it, sir. Oh, Look at Higgins, the ball came right in the head. Oh, catching somebody, he's unconscious. Oh. Boy, did he get a hit in the head. Look, I got a baseball, I got a hey, baseball. Stand, stand back, everybody. Give Higgins there. Call the doctor, call an ambulance. Is he dead? No, 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 somebody get him some water. It's okay, Pop, is he going to be all right? Higgins, Higgins, open your eyes. Oh, brother, is he out cold? Uh, what's going on here? Stand back, folks, I'm the manager of the mudlarks. Everybody's a critic. What's the matter here? It's my butler. Your butler? At a ball game? To watch the mudlarks? Hey, this ain't no polo match, you know. Don't stand there talking to me. Let's get Higgins out of here. Oh, look at him lying there. Yeah, help you get him to your car. Yeah, careful now. Yeah. yeah. Easy does it. The poor man is unconscious. Oh, he is, huh? I'll give him a mitt and put him in right field. Right now he's in better shape than the rest of my team. <laughs> Head comes to a point in front where the ball hit him. He looks like a new Studebaker. This is a swell souvenir baseball. It's got a dent in it. Pass a pickle bottle, Mom. Here you are. Now don't eat them all. I called our doctor. He's going to meet us at the house. 
I hope Nancy gets home all right. She'll turn up with Pudgy and we won't be there. Not meeting Pudgy is the one bright spot in the whole afternoon. Mom! Mom, look at Higgins! Higgins, Molding! Oh, Higgins. Higgins, can you hear me? Help him sit up, Tommy. Oh, sure, Mom. Would you like a pickle, Higgins? Higgins. Higgins, are you all right? Oh, my word. Who turned out the lights? Oh. Thank goodness he's all oh, right. Oh, Higgins, old boy, we're glad you're talking again. Yes, sir. I seem to have a slight headache, my lord. <laughs> well, no wonder you got a wallop in the... My lord. What are we riding in, my lord? Whatever happened to our Rolls Royce? Higgins, look at me. But I am looking at you, Sir Reginald. Sir Reginald? Higgins, I'm Mr. Roberts. Philip Roberts. He doesn't know us. He thinks he's back in England. Cook! Great heavens, what are you doing riding in the car with Sir Reginald? What gall? That's Mrs. Roberts, my wife. I'm a pickle, Higgins. Winston, the stable boy. Get out of this vehicle at once. But we're moving. Gee, we... Stable boy? Have a pickle, Higgins. Well, snap my garter, the Princess Hortense. I hope you're enjoying your visit, Princess. Princess, and I'm a stable boy. Gosh, Debbie has all the luck. Winston, Winston, what is that you're eating? Good Josh, he's lost his marbles. He has? Are they long and green? He's a pickle. Let's hurry, Phil. Who's Phil? Don't eat any more pickles, Tommy. You'll get sick. You've had enough out of that bottle, too, Debbie. Put the cap back on. Of course, I didn't know my derby was off. Ah, here it is. I feel naked with it off. My word. It won't go on my head. Fancy that. I'm growing a horn in the middle of my forehead. Sir Reginald, I'm a rhinoceros. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Doctor. Uh, we'll see to it that Higgins is taken care of just as you say. Uh, goodbye, sir. What did the doctor say about Higgins? Oh, he said it was temporary amnesia due to a blow on the head. There's no telling how long the condition will last. Higgins doesn't remember anything since he left England. Poor Higgins. He's hurt and out of his head. Just because you had to go to that silly baseball game. He might have gotten hit on the head anywhere. Now, don't don't go blaming me for that foul ball. I didn't hit it. Well, you bought the seat, and you bought them right behind a hole in the screen. Did I make a hole in the screen? Did you see me making a hole in the screen? No, it was there all the time. The Mudlark's fault that Higgins was hurt. Their ballpark. They should have fixed that hole in the screen. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> the, the hole in the screen. That's it. What, what? We'll sue the ball club. Oh, Phil. Higgins got hit on the head, not you. Uh, don't you see, Elizabeth? It's their fault he was hurt. They should have had that screen repaired. That means they're guilty of gross negligence. I could win the suit in any court in the country. Really? Are you sure we could win, dear? <laughs> You're only talking to the best lawyer in town. We'll get a judgment for enough damages to pay for getting Higgins back to normal. And maybe enough extra to paint the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll fill out the papers to file suit right now. And I'll call the owners of that broken-down ball club. Shall I serve tea, Sir Reginald? be lying down, Higgins. Cook, you're in the living room. And sitting down. What revolting behavior. Leave at once. Higgins, this has to stop. Uh, do what Higgins asks, dear. Uh, for now. Try to make him understand, dear. Higgins, this woman you refer to as Cook is my wife. Your wife? Oh, this is shocking, sir. At your age? It's my age. Just what is my age? You were 82 your last birthday, Sir Reginald. <laughs> 82? I'll answer it, sir. Excuse me. Well, Higgins, well, from what Elizabeth told me, I expected to find you in bed. Begging your pardon, madam, but I don't think I know you. Me? You don't know me? Oh, brother, you really took a rap on the noggin, didn't you? Whom shall I say is calling? I'm Aunt Millie, and I'm here to cut, take care of you. Hey, Aunt Millie, what are you doing here? Elizabeth and I talked on the phone. She told me what happened to Higgins here, so I came right over to take care of him. Oh, no, no, Aunt Millie. Uh, really, you shouldn't have come. Why not? 
I took care of Uncle Clinton for two years, and he thought he was the Queen of Sheba. <laughs> Do you really know this woman, Sir Reginald? Uh, yes, Hagen. She's a relative of mine. A relative, sir? I do hope she's a distant relative. Well, what do you know? That lump didn't help any. Mushmouth is just as bad as ever. Well, come on, Higgins. Let's go up to your room and play patty cake. Madam, I wouldn't take you up to my room if you were the... If you were the last... Last woman on earth? Woman? Oh, come, come, Sir Reginald. We can find a more accurate word than that. <laughs> you're going to go up to your room and lie down if I have to carry you up. Madam, you're very fortunate that I am an Englishman and a gentleman. I'm an Englishman to the core. Yes, well, get upstairs. From the shape you're in right now, I'd say the core was a little wormy. <laughs> Mr. Roberts, I'm Trout. Oh, yes. Yes, the manager of the mudlark. Manager and owner. You called me on the phone, said you were suing me? Yes, yes. Come in. I uh, wanted to see you. You're the only one that does. With a 35-game losing streak, I'm a hermit. Hmm. As you know, we were at the game today, and my butler got hit in the head with a foul ball. He got a hit. That's more than my team did. We were sitting behind a screen with a great big hole in it. Oh, you think that's big? You should see the hole in my infield. Uh, Higgins is hit in the head by a foul ball that came through that hole in the screen. The injury was due directly to gross negligence on your part. I'm going to sue you, and I'll win the suit. Oh, sure. I believe you'll win. Right now, our team is working on a losing streak of 35 straight games. What does that have to do with my suit against you? Nothing. Like I tell the sports writers, you can't win them all. Uh, oh, Sir Reginald. Well, yeah, yes, uh, Sir Reginald. Yes? I've sneaked away from Aunt Millie again, sir. You know, sir, I believe she isn't quite right in the head. Really? Well, why do you say that? Whenever I try to get away from her, she thinks I'm playing hide-and-go-seek. She's balmy. Excuse me, sir. There. There, you see, Trump? That was Higgins, my butler. That's what your foul ball did. Hey, Philip, have you seen Higgins? He went that way, Aunt Millie. Good. We're going to play fox hunting, and I promise to be the fox. He's supposed to chase me. Did she get hit on the head, too? <laughs> well, she's taking care of Higgins. Look, Mr. Roberts, I admit the whole tragedy is my fault. Ah, uh, now you're being very sensible, Trout. Oh, which way did Aunt Millie go, sir? Now she's playing fox hunting, and she's the fox. She went that way, Higgins. Uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> Quite an exciting place you got here. Look, Mr. Roberts, is there some way we could settle out of court after all? We're both gentlemen. Yes, yes. I have uh, papers right here that give me full damages for Higgins' injury. Uh, you agree to pay in full, or I attach a lien on all your personal and joint property. I don't have any property in my joint. It's just a furnished room. Where do I sign? Uh, right here. Seems like a pretty tough settlement It's to quite usual in open and shut cases like this. Now, uh, are you prepared to pay in cash? Cash? Mm -hmm. Oh, be silly. All I own is that ball club. Even the park is covered with mortgages. Yeah, Mr. Roberts. Oh, what's this? My uniform, my cap, my shoes. Well, why give these to me? Congratulations, Mr. Roberts. You're now the manager-owner of the Mudlocks. Baseball's gift to Snooker Pool. But I don't want your ball club. That's your worry now. Better get that hole in the screen fixed. Somebody might sue you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I own that broken-down ball club now. It'll cost me a fortune. Oh, murder. Higgins gets a hit on the head, and I get the lump. There, Phil. Doesn't that cold, moist cloth make your head feel better? No, my head aches, and nothing can make it feel better. But it isn't Higgins' fault you own that ball club. It was your idea to sue for damages. It was his fault. Ooh. Oh, he could have ducked, couldn't he? And you could have gone on a picnic with us. Stop bringing that up. Oh, dear, Sir Reginald. Sir Reginald, you're lying down, sir. Anything wrong, sir? Yes, you. When are you going to straighten out? Straighten out, sir? I didn't even know I was tilted. <laughs> we would like some tea, Higgins. Tea immediately, cook. Hi, Mom. Pop, is Higgins any better? No, no, he isn't. Gee whiz, Pop. Why did you do what they do in the movies? What? You know, humor him. Act like you are, Sir Reginald. Oh, that's a lot of silly nonsense. Debbie? 
Debbie, you've just given me a sensational idea. I think there may be a way to get Higgins out of the past and back to today. You're not going to do anything that might hurt Higgins. Oh, no, 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 no. Debbie, run downstairs and send Higgins up. Uh, Elizabeth, keep everybody out of the bedroom till I call you. Okay, Pop, I'll tell him. Should I bring you another cold compress? No, no, dear. If this idea works, I won't have a headache. Well, at least not about Higgins. The ball club is something else again. I understand you want to speak to me, Sir Reginald. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Yes, Higgins. You know I'm 82. At my great age, you can't expect to live forever. You were always devastatingly logical, sir. Higgins... I'm dying. Dying? Oh, I say now, sir. This rather ruins the day. Stiff up a lip, Higgins. Same to you, sir. Oh, I'll be that way all over very shortly. Shall I serve tea, sir? The will first, old boy. The will? Yes. Yes. I'm leaving the Queen Anne Silver Service to that uh, Philip Roberts chap in America... My sole remaining blood relative. An American, sir? You're leaving the silver service to an American? How revolting. I'm giving you to Philip Roberts, too. Me, sir? Go to America, sir? A deathbed request, you know. I'm providing for your wages in the will. Oh. Oh, Higgins, everything's turning dark. Oh, this is a touching scene, sir. Do you mind if I give way emotionally? I'm going fast, Higgins. A spot of tea, sir? Yes, and make it quick. Of course, sir. You'll want to drink it before you get cold. I want to drink it before I get cold. Your tea, sir. Uh, a bit of lemon, Higgins. Oops. Tea too hot, sir? Hot just stopped. Oh, I say, how awkward. Right in the middle of tea. <laughs> Hurry to America, Higgins. To Philip Roberts. Would you look at this baseball bat? It doesn't swing right. Look. Please, Princess, Sir Reginald is trying to die. Yes. Debbie, the bat, don't swing it. Higgins, watch out. Oh, no. You hit him in the head with a bat. Oh, gee, Pop, I'm, I'm sorry, but he ran right into it. Oh, Higgins, Higgins, speak. Oh, no, no, no. Send for a doctor, an ambulance. My word. What am I doing on the floor? Pick me up, someone. Miss Deborah. What are you doing with that baseball bat in the house? You might hit someone. Miss Deborah? He called you Miss Deborah. Higgins. Higgins, who am I? Oh, my word. You hit your father, Miss Deborah. He doesn't know who he is. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. You're all right again. All right, sir. I haven't been anything else. Higgins, you got hit in the head with a foul ball at the ball game. Oh, I did? That's why I can't remember who won the game. The Eagles won. The Mudlarks have lost their 35 games. Oh, dear. How unfortunate for the owner. That's me. You, sir? How did you happen to make such an absurd investment? Because of your injuries, I threatened to sue. I got the mudlarks as a settlement. Oh, I say, sir, that makes it a bit my fault, doesn't it? I'm glad you said that. The problem seems rather simple, sir. Just find a, find a customer and sell them the ball club. No, Higgins. Nobody in their right mind would take that team even, even as a gift. Really, sir? Then how, how did you happen to accept the team? <laughs> Let's keep personalities out of this. The question is, where are we going to find someone stupid enough to buy this ball club? Where are we going to find that big a sucker? Oh, there you are, Higgins. Well, come on, let's play fox hunting again. <laughs> Higgins is completely recovered, Aunt Millie. He's back to normal. How can you tell? <laughs> Mr. Roberts, sir. Uh, yes? I think a gracious providence has given us what you were looking for. For what? The client, sir. The customer. The sales outlet for your athletes. Oh, Higgins, you're not off again, are you? Who am I? Mr. Roberts, my mind is clear as crystal. Well, don't look now, but I think your crystal's cracked. <laughs> we'll discuss the schedule of your baseball team at another time, sir. Baseball team? Phil's baseball team? Yes, madam. Mr. Roberts just acquired a fine ball club of championship caliber. Which ball club? Uh, the Mudlarks. Ah, yes, what a team. What a bunch of bums. Well, I wasn't trying to sell them. I wouldn't take them as a gift. Well, that's what I was going to do. Give them away. Why, I wouldn't... Philip. Gosh. I've always wanted to own a ball club. It's been my ambition ever since I couldn't make the first team at college. Remember, Aunt Millie, there were nine men on that team and you'd own them. Well, we might be able to give the other teams in the league a good fight. 
Mm, and I know you'd give the nine men a good fight. Here the papers, Aunt Billy. You, you, you sign, sign, sign right here. Oh, Bill, you're a darling. Come here, let me get you. Well, look, you it. Come here. Mm, madam, I'm sorry. I haven't shaved today. So what? Neither Millie owning a ball team. Well, gee, Mom, you can't really call the Mudlarks a ball team. The game's ready to start. Here comes the pitcher for his warm-up pitches. Uh, how, how does it fit, Higgins? Oh, just fine, sir, just fine. I won't get hit in the head anymore now. Yeah, but you sure look funny wearing a football helmet to a baseball game. I say, sir, look at that pitcher. He's shaped like a ten pin. Millie said she had a big surprise for us. Boy, look at that pitcher wind up. Ball! Hey, Ray, to start the game. There's something familiar about that picture. Here's the first pitch. Oh! Oh! Red man of Goshen Wagon, nearsighted, flat-footed baboon. That was a strike! Holy mackerel, it's Aunt Millie pitching. Why, you're right, sir. And look at her. Being back to a broomer girl again. Yeah, she has quite a curve. A curve, sir? Aunt Millie has a curve? Well, perhaps here and there, but the rest is all lumps. (laughs) This has been It's Higgins, Sir, a new comedy series starring Harry McNaughton with Vinton Hayworth and Vera Allen as Mr. and Mrs. Roberts. It's Higgins, Sir, is directed and transcribed by Paul Harrison and written by Paul Harrison and Rick Bellert. This is Lionel Rico speaking. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.